Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing all right, man. I'm pumped. I got a lot I want to talk to you about this week. But first Excellent. and foremost, uh, one thing I want to make is a huge announcement. Um, buddy of mine, Addy, uh, asked me to be godfather of his son this week. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really stoked. So he had a newborn son uh, in May. His name's Owen. He's a little he's a little crybaby, but you know, the conversation's one-sided, and I'm hoping that will grow. <laughs> no, no, he's a sweet, he's he's a sweet little boy. And uh awesome. And, and when my buddy asked me to be godfather, I was truly, truly touched. They got me this uh this mug in the style of like the friends writing. And yeah. this is the one where we asked Thomas to be the godfather, and I was just wow so grateful. And then I got to hang out with uh Addy and his wife after uh after work and had a beer together, got to see Owen in real life, not just in pictures. And uh, that's a really cool thing. And I'm just really stoked. That's a really classy way of doing it, like presenting you with a cool gift. And you know what I mean? Like a a keepsake for the moment. Of course, you'll remember forever, but it's a pretty cool badge of honor. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm so stoked and I'm very, very happy. Is this real life then? We're both godfathers now? What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Technically, I think technically I'm a two-time godfather because like I got like semi-ass, but not like officially asked. Like, like my my buddy Marty, his daughter is like I'm basically godfather, but there's just no religious yeah. thing and there's like nothing yeah fancy about it. But my goal is is to keep becoming a godfather to somebody else, and then I'm gonna have my own little god army and we're gonna take over the universe. That's sick. I've got one God soldier so far, so I, I'm kind of on the way to that. But yeah. it's a pretty big honor when like someone says that to you, like literally what they're saying is if we both die, we need you to guide our kid through the world like we would have, you know, yeah. like I know it's deep when you think about it, that, but that is what it means. Yeah. You know, it's like if something happens to us, Tom, like we want you to be the guy and that yeah. what a, no higher honor can be bestowed from a parent onto someone. You yeah. Know? It's, it's like in this way, it's more for like spiritual guidance and all this stuff. Like just be like, like an extra like set of eyes for the, the parents there to like be a, for, be there for the kid and all that stuff. For and sure. I'm just really stoked about it. Cause like the first time I've been like officially asked. Yeah. That's neat. like the other one was just like in passing conversation. So like, so it would be Godfather. Well, I guess it would be you. I'm just like, <laughs> Can I so so can I ask um you said like is it going to be like a catholic baptism and you're going to go to the ceremony when they when he gets baptized and you're going to be um, like is it no, that way like are they catholic No they're not it's um Addie's not really religious and his wife Brittany comes from like a Jewish background So okay. he has like his brints this week which is which is like a big deal in the Jewish faith but like they're Right they barely practice like at least like they barely practice religion is not a huge thing so it's more like in title of godfather it's not like uh okay i'm just just curious more, yeah it's more like the listen man like you we're trusting you to you know guide the kid and be there for him you know support him on birthdays and christmas and then you know just be around genuinely speaking so <laughs> uh, i'm 
No, it's not a thing I take like lightly. I'm actually like this is like a big responsibility, and I'm, I'm oh, yeah. really honored and touched to for sure to do this. And oh, I'm just I, I'm I'm kind of out of words to because it's a like it's a big honor, and I'm sure for like sure. you went through it because are you the godfather of Kieran's kid? Yeah, I am Xavier, and like we did the whole baptism in the Catholic Church thing, and then have it like a document saying that I am his godfather. Yeah, his godmother is Kieran's little sister, Sarah, nice. and uh, me and Sarah. Like Xavier was a really cute baby and a really cute when he was like three, four. He was like adorable, and me and Sarah got together once, and we're like, should we kill Kieran and take ownership of him? And we were like, no, no, well, no, we shouldn't do that. But it's an option too, right? Like if the kid's really cute, and you're like. You know what? I do want this some bitch full time. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Like, uh, I don't want to be tagged in. Like, I God forbid something happens to Addy and his wife. I don't want that. I don't wish that upon them at all. I'm happily being second string quarterback. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I feel like I'm on a really good team. And I'm just gonna coast my way to the Super Bowl. You know, like, yeah, like, it's like not it. a bad thing being Tom Brady's backup. You know what I mean? No, and being Tom Brady's <laughs> godfather is even cooler. I bet. I'm sure it must be. I'm sure it must. Be. But now I got to get myself uh, an all white suit and I'm just going to walk around farmers markets touching fruit like Don Maybe Corleone. we should do that together. Yeah, I can just get some all white suits. Yeah, we'll get some canes maybe too even though we don't need them. Yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be pretty fucking top notch. Yeah, that's awesome man. Welcome welcome yeah. to the Godfather. It's such a cool title I have, like Godfather. It's like Yeah. It's a bucket list thing for me and I'm actually really honored to to have this role so yeah also Addy's a really good guy and an avid listener of the podcast and like there are things that I bring up about him but I never mentioned his name and he's been giving me a lot of attitude about it (laughs) also to like the point of like I know if you mention me on the podcast it's not going to be real that's funny but like this is real real, and how can I not talk about it so now he's gonna not only is he gonna hear his name like three seventeen times but he like he's hearing it in the opening of the podcast, and I'm just like, dude, I am so stoked to be Godfather. Like, like yeah, it, that's cool. It is. You thing. know what's even crazier, Thomas? What? In like 15 years, his son, your godson, is gonna listen to this and get to hear how excited you were about the moment that you found out basically that you were Godfather. How cool is that? Too. Could you imagine if he's just unimpressed by it? He goes like, "You only cared this much." I <laughs> you guys chose uncle tom <laughs> that guy's a hack <laughs> you not know, see the other roster we have like there are some people to choose from that's funny <laughs> no so there's like, like a lot of things like and he sees how i am with like all my friends kids like i'm yeah. like, like i'm the best fun uncle anyone can ask for and i'm just you know it's just like it's a again uh, to repeat myself for like the 14th time it's a big honor. It's a real big honor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you have kids of your own? Uh, if you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to be a dad, I would love to be a dad. But yeah, you know, like just right now, I'm a single guy, so I don't. You know, I I live in the now. I can if you plan for the future, like it's like the watch pot that never boils. You know what I mean? For sure. I like like the thought of you being a father. You'd be a hell of a dad, from what I know of you so far. I don't know if that carries any weight, but in my opinion, you'd be a hell of a dad. Just saying. Plus, I got like the perfect dad voice. Stop pulling your sister's hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've got all that already. I have yeah. like uncle strength power with kids too. And like, uh, yeah, I've only had to exercise that a few times where I've had to say their name 
And then when you say it in that fatherly tone, when they know they're, they're in big shit, it's a funny look that you get yeah, back. Like yeah. uncle Sean never, ever gives us yeah, that voice. Yeah. I must have, Oh, oh man. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We I, I, I don't bust it. Like it's more of like a, for fun thing, but I don't know. It's um, I'm not against having kids and just where I'm at right now is just, it's not really on the table. So until it's on the table, uh, we can table this for another time. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Well, you know, like me and Crystal, how we treat our dogs like they're our kids. Yes. There's like, we experience some of the downsides of having kids. So we have this problem where, how do I put this delicately? We, well, we have hound dogs and hound dogs have a reputation for being loud dogs. So when me and my wonderful lady decide that it's time to retire to our bedroom and have some quality time together, whilst performing light exercises um, calisthenics our 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 dog doesn't appreciate being left out of the fun (laughs) and so every fucking time that we go to practice these light exercises the fucking dog thomas is outside our bedroom like I'm not even fucking joking. So, you know, there's people home. You discreetly sneak away. You're like, okay, like, I don't think he knows we're down here. I think we should be safe. Okay, be just be quiet. Just try to be quiet. Every fucking time, it never fails. The son of a bitch with his tree trunk leg arms comes and punches the fucking door. And it's like, you can hear the door getting punched from upstairs. And then the hooting and hollering starts. And he's like, ah, ah, like, you're hurting mama. Like, I don't, kids don't fucking do this like what the hell is your problem like i'll go smack him on the ass like get out of here go oh my god and it never stops and i don't know what to do because i've tried gating him upstairs so then what does he do he starts fucking howling at the top of his lungs and we're like jesus christ you know it's like trying to get into a certain rhythm it's like you're trying to sing a song you're trying to get into the rhythm of singing and all you fucking hear in the background is like you think you can fucking concentrate thomas <laughs> <laughs> anywho that's my rant on be careful what you ask for sometimes uh-huh. the responsibility kids for babies because they might cause other fucking problems you're not going to realize <laughs> i hope you get the biggest talking to from crystal after this i just I mean, it just <laughs> it seems like it's just appropriate enough that it's okay but at yeah. the same time i feel like she's gonna be like Watch what you talk about on the See, podcast. See, the part I find funnier is the people that are going to listen to this podcast and then they're going to come over to our house and they're going to hear the fucking dog scratching and howling. <laughs> Sorry oh, about that, folks, in advance. No, no, that's perfectly all right. That's perfectly all right. That's so fucking funny. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. I think, and also, like, the poor listener that's listening to you, all of a sudden they hear the hound going, Wah! and then they're like, Jesus Christ, like the poor ears of our listeners. We're trying to gain listeners, not lose uh, lose any. And speaking of gaining listeners, uh, I'm sure you saw this. What I did this week, in uh, in order to gain attention to the podcast and like the Instagram and stuff, I uh, I'm gonna accept Uncle John's challenge, and it's not a it's not out of spite for Uncle John, but I I am a little bit competitive, and also fuck you, Uncle John. But hey, respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> but fuck you, um, but um. Uh, I put out the gauntlet. I put on Instagram and did a reel there saying, listen, I'll, I'll do this one chip challenge. I'll, I'll go through the pain and suffering of this spicy chip. 
but uh, let's make this mutually beneficial. You double our Instagram uh, follow count from it was at like seventy three when we started because you know we're we're in our infancy of the podcast. We are. We're, we're, we sure we're growing are. Um, to one fifty, and I feel like that's a good way to get like you know some listeners. Some people will just tag along or just see what we're doing. And then one day they'll get curious and be like, you know what? Maybe I'll give these clowns a listen. So. <laughs> I, I'm laying down the gauntlet. Will you get us to 150 followers on the Instagram? You share that reel. Tell your friends. Tell your cousins. Tell anyone that will listen. Tell strangers. I don't care. Follow us on the podcast. Follow us on the Instagram for the podcast. Start listening to episodes. And I will go to Instagram Live, eat the chip, and you can watch me suffer live on live on the internet. And uh, we'll make this happen. I can say this. Um, it really shows your commitment to the podcast. <laughs> You're willing to like, no one can ever challenge your commitment level now. Like, are you even serious about this podcast, Thomas? Yes, he is. Cause he yep. is eating the Carolina Reaper pepper chip. That is the hottest pepper in the world. I like 3.2 million on the Scoville chart. Mm -hmm. A jalapeno for our listeners is like 7,000 to 10,000 on the Scoville chart. We're talking 3.2 million 2.5 to 3.2 something like that like yeah. thomas you don't know what you're getting I, I would never wish this upon you i know you're you're a sporting man and you are accept a challenge but thomas land like this is serious you really 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 believe in this podcast and oh boy you are <laughs> like oh my goodness what you're in for putting my body on the line you are you're, um, you're risking it all yeah, and I can see you teasing me with those stupid chips over your uh, my left. Well, to me, is my left, your right shoulder. <laughs> uh, like that's like that's what I'm getting into, and like yeah. uh, people can't see this just yet, but like they're in the shape of coffins. This isn't even fair. Like this doesn't look. They like... literally come in a little cardboard coffin. Yeah, like this isn't gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, no. If you get us listeners. Yeah, okay. I'll try a little spicy chip there. Uh, I, Out of curiosity, you said on the earlier podcast it took you 46 seconds before you drank anything? Yes, I believe that is correct. Something along those lines. Uh, the video is on our Instagram and people can follow as well and watch that video to see yeah. how long it took, but I think it's around the 45 second mark, 46 mm seconds. Okay. I just... I need so to that's know... your challenge too, is you're going to try to resist longer? Yeah. Yeah. How about Uncle John? Because he threw up the challenge. We're talking like a solid three to four minutes. Are you going to try to beat Uncle Johnny on that one? We'll do levels. You know, we'll have, uh, <laughs> we'll have Kieran, we'll have Sean, and we'll have Uncle John. And then we'll see where I get to. I don't, I don't want to. So are you going to like. Uncle John's a maniac from what I can tell. He is. He is a little bit. Are you going to dip your feet in the water? Because this is what we talked about beforehand. Like you need chip preparation, right? What's your game plan? Are you going to like pussyfoot in and bite a little corner off just to feel it out? Or are you going to like shove that dirty thing in your mouth and go all gonna, out? I was going to take the whole thing and suffer. Good boy. That's what yeah. we all decided upon as yeah, well. It was the, the way to do it. Way to do it. The it it's the only way to do it. Um, I'm, I'll probably do it at someone's house and they'll get the... Uh, instagram live going and i'll probably do it around friends laughing at me because i'd nothing... like to see like i think you should do an open mouth shot beforehand to make sure that you're not uh juicing 
I don't want any performance enhancers involved here. If see, I see like I don't I don't <laughs> like this kind of blame game thing that you got going on because right off the bat, I'm volunteering to do this. I'm, I, I, I'm putting myself through hell for the pod, and here you are going like, well, I did it, so you know it, it's pretty bad, but I'm sure you can handle it. We just make sure you don't cheat. Like, fuck off. Like, I, I'm doing just fine here. Like, there's gonna be I was zero giving John that. I'll have a pint of water and milk at the at the ready, and then I'm just gonna just take it and I'm just gonna sit quietly and just like a full cartoon, just turn red, have eyes water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The reason I brought up the juicing is because I I questioned very intensely Uncle John. Because I had that thought in my head. Were you juicing? Were you juicing, Johnny? Is that why you lasted two and a half minutes? He just lathered his mouth up with butter while he took down the chip. But he's he's a a man. He didn't do it. But I I just thought I'd throw that out there because I was busting his balls. And I was like, maybe I'll bust Thomas's balls a tiny bit as well. Yeah. And we've already got 10 extra followers on the podcast because of this. So I think this is is fucking dope right off the bat. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, So no, I definitely take Um, my pants off to you. I... I may put a time limit on this because, like, pitter patter, let's get at her. But yeah. again, you're the one sending me the ship, uh, the chip, right? So it's gonna yeah. come in the mail and all that. But I'm sure you'll send it tomorrow or oh yeah, sooner or later. Yeah, it's gonna get shipped out right quick here. Yeah. So then from there we'll go, and I'll I'll make sure I'll wear whatever two sides gear I got, and just promote the hell out of the podcast, and and then the following day we'll talk about it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're a brave a, man, Thomas. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. And if anything, yeah. it's something I can laugh about later. Um, and really, it's a credential you'll have for the rest of your life. You know what? I did the hot chip challenge. I don't need to eat what you're telling me to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I think I'm not a big fan of the of this idea, but if I figured like if it gets us a couple listeners fuck it let's do it do it for the team do it for that red and yellow logo you know what i mean (laughs) so speaking of spicy things how you feeling about the old montreal canadian las vegas uh, series going down there man i am gonna go gray watching this series man um (laughs) so game one you know didn't go the habs way i found that they were like a little bit all over the place but yeah, you get that way when you get a little bit of rest. So they swept Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, Vegas won in, what, six? So, yeah, I believe so. So there was that rest time. So Vegas is coming off a big win. Habs are coming off a sweep, but they're well-rested. And I, I find that delay in whatever is just, you know, not not where you want to be. I, I, I feel like you want to be playing right away. Because if you watched us right after we beat Toronto, Montreal beat Toronto, they were firing on all cylinders against Winnipeg, and Winnipeg had a big rest. Yeah. But here we go. Game two, the boys got it done. Uh, full roster, Jeff Petrie and his red uh, – Jeff Petrie and his red eyes. Holy shit. Yeah, that was weird. Goes. Yeah, I did. That was creepy. Did someone fart on his pillow? Like, what happened there? <laughs> um, But to go on, like, I'm stoked about this series. This is going to be a fun uh, – we're, we're recording this on Friday – uh, well before the game so yeah uh, i'm going to a buddy's place tonight it's his birthday we're gonna watch the habs we're gonna just awesome. ha- have a couple pops and just enjoy some good old-fashioned hockey tonight and it's gonna be t- uh, it's gonna be great i will say this though 
these these nine o'clock uh, game starts for me are fucking brutal. Like, uh, yeah, I always dislike that. Like the difference between east and west. There's got to be a happy middle ground, but it is what it is. Like, it's gonna be fun because you're gonna be feeling good at a buddy's house. It's getting late. It's midnight. Going into overtime, possibly like just that intensity level. Overtime. Habs are gonna win in regulation. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. But I will say this: like, you watch the arena at Vegas, right? Packed house. All you see is those Golden Knight jerseys everywhere. Like you see a few yeah. Habs jerseys, but the fandom there is just unreal. And I, I've shit, I've shit on the Vegas Knights before they got into the NHL. Going like, who in Vegas is gonna root for? Me? Like I said this on the last podcast, and yeah, goddamn, they proved me wrong. That fan base is unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild for sure. They really make an event out of it because they're in Vegas and they know what they're doing, which is like every other team should probably take note of some of the things that Vegas does when it comes to like fan inclusion and a hundred percent. They're doing things right. And, um, you know, there's rumor that we may open up the full arena. I don't think we're doing it tonight, but I would love to see a full arena of Habs fans because uh, it does so much. Like, I think it was a game yeah. changer when you saw uh when we first started allowing fans into the arena i think it's a huge game changer here you you see vegas packed house no mask in sight and like everyone's just going crazy drinking you see that married couple like they got married and then i did see that yeah that was awesome unreal unreal like what a time for sure honestly like the momentum that the fans get when you see something crazy happen or when a bad play happens like the intensity that it must bring having like up to 15,000 people upset about something or cheering for something, the way that the players must like thrive. They do, they do thrive off of that. Like we've seen it happen where the building's crazy and the, the players react to it. Right. So it, it says a lot. It was weird watching hockey in silent arenas over the last while. Right. Yeah. Now that the fans are back, at least to a certain extent, like I, I'm just stoked. This is going to be such, it's going to be so much fun. Like, like this, yeah, the for best sure. Way to explain it is that it's going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to tonight's game, and then um, hopefully when we discuss next week, the Habs will have already defeated. <laughs> I guess. But Let's I don't want to get. I, I'm not going to get ahead of myself there. That's not the right kind of thing. No. On wood, but um, no Habs. I'm Habs not making. Make, sorry. Sorry, I'm not making any predictions because I don't want to skew anything either way so i'm just keeping my mouth shut on this one well let's watch it and see what happens yeah my big prediction on this one was halves and seven yeah yeah but you got it on the other side like don't sleep on the tampa bay islander series either because that's a hell of a series there's a lot of back and forth going on there a lot of chin wagon a lot of talking a lot of a lot of little extra jabs after the whistle like for sure like people are hungry for the stanley cup this year and i i am on board for all of it what we know for sure is that nobody's getting swept in the semifinals, which makes it very in, in entertaining hockey, right? Yeah. I mean, just imagine, like, your Edmonton Oilers. They wouldn't know wow. what that's like. Wow, Thomas. Sorry, I just... That hurt deeper than you realize. I was trying not to, like, talk about it, <laughs> and you, like, brought up the sweep again earlier, and I was like, I'm not going to touch on that because I just, I just don't even want to talk about it. I fucking miss hockey. Yeah, I miss hockey. I've been watching some of the, my enemies' to, uh, games just to see, you know, get ready for next season when the Oilers <laughs> are going to tear through the whole season and win the cup. But you know, no big deal. I like how you're calling them enemies. Just no, no. Oh shit! Did I say that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. It just came out of me naturally. Yeah. Well, no, it's a, you know what? It's a great time for hockey. I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, 
I, I'm just so stoked. I'm so so pumped right now about how the Montreal Canadiens are doing. I mean, to be yeah. like the fourth place team in the North Division to make it this far already is just huge. Yes, yeah, huge. But it's also typical Montreal Canadiens in the sense that like they're never they're never to be slept on. I don't think like there's a For few sure. years of like you know the rough and tumble and they had a rough go every now and again. And you know you you watch Carey Price fucking stand on his head and he's just having fun out there. You see him, oh, he's yeah. winking, he's making big saves, he's For having sure. a time of his life right now. It, it and I think that's what it is when you start having fun with hockey. It's just it's unbelievable. It's so there's something to be there's something to be said too when a team is like the inherent underdog in a series going in. It, yeah. It's got to drive the players to really like. Oh, you think we can't do this? Hey, you think we can't? They're all athletes. They're all professionals. And you see that often where a team has a lot of doubt put on them and the odds and the bets in Vegas. And then all of a sudden, you never know. Well, if you, if you take a look at last year's playoffs, last year's playoffs and this year's playoffs, the final four are almost identical, the exception of the Montreal Canadiens. Three yeah. of the four final four this year were the same three out of the four out of last year's playoffs. So uh, yeah. it's just, you know, I like that the Habs are the wild card, and I don't think anyone's really ready for the, what the Montreal Canadiens can bring to the table, and I just love it. Yeah, for sure. It's a great time to be a fan of theirs, I'm sure. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Um, speaking of fandom, we had episode of two of Loki this week. Did you check it out? I did, actually. Yeah, I watched it last night. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, it, it's an interesting, like, like you touched on it last week about time travel and, like, variants and I love the idea of time travel. It's just fun. It, there's so many options and so many w- different directions you can take things. And we saw them take things in a super interesting direction. Well, here's my question. All right. I'm the, the one thing I'm very confused is, is, is there a multiverse or are they trying to prevent multiverses from happening? Because here's my question. I think there, where where does this the, other Loki come from? I believe that it is. There must be a multiverse, but they keep saying that they're protecting like the prime timeline, meaning like there are timeline, I guess, or their timeline. And so what it what I understood of like what Marvel's trying to do with the timeline is that there is a shit ton of like there is a multiverse, but each multiverse has its own prime timeline and any of the deviants from any of the other timelines can affect each of the other prime timelines. Okay. That's what I understood it to be. So this is where I was getting confused. So we have this one prime timeline and it just looks like this is the timeline. There is no variance. There's no, none of this. And because like Loki did what he did, he becomes a variant, but yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the episode, we're going to tell you right Good now. Call. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but we see lady Loki. Yeah. And so I'm just confused. like I'm so down for this backstory because I, there is a lady Loki in the comic books. And then there is uh, when you see Loki in episode one looking over or, or I think it was in this episode. I can't remember episode one or two, but he's looking over his, his own file and you see uh, Loki Lawson and it says sex or, or for his gender and it's fluid. And yeah. it's because Loki is the kind of guy that will adapt and change in a way to fuck with you. Like for sure, trickster goes comes first, right? Yeah. So, uh, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that this lady Loki is in fact a Loki. You? Oh, really? I think you think she might have just assumed the name and the character of Loki. I, I think so. So, one thing that I've been noticing is that 
the TVA isn't good at handling magic. So, like, first of all, when you show up within the TVA, it's just no magic. They have somehow figured out barriers. They can't handle yeah. magic. Now that, like, you saw Loki on uh, go into that general store after the rain and he just kind of magicked himself dry. Yeah. The the TVA guard was just like, what? Like, how'd you do that? Like, it's just magic. So, yeah. right off the bat, I think if anyone with magic abilities can just kind of throw off the TVA. That's why I think this variant Loki is so hard to catch. Yeah. But they said a keyword when um when the people that are possessed by the lady Loki um they use the word enchantment. Yes. Yeah. Ah use you're using enchantments not my uh, cup of tea but very good choice now there's a character in the thor comic books by the name of enchantress a very different like there's a bunch of different um uh backgrounds on this character but one of them is the enchantress gets her powers from loki and just because he thought it would be hilarious to see what happens when you give a normal human powers interesting so but because he said enchantment, and I'm like, okay, this could be the enchantress, and she's right. just doing that thing, possessing people, doing her stuff, and then she's just try like out for vengeance against like Loki or the TVA, like for some reason. Interesting. This is like just like theories I'm working on, but like I don't want to go down the like the deep diving board of like what I went through <laughs> with uh WandaVision, where I literally thought every new character was Mephisto and Mephisto <laughs> never showed up. Yeah, for sure. This one has some like weight to it, and it it kind of makes sense why it would throw the TVA off if she wasn't actually Loki, but the Enchantress, because they think they're dealing with Loki, so they're trying like to trap him and like understand him in particular. But yeah. if it isn't him, then it's interesting in that sense too, as to why they are having such a hard time. Yeah, but yeah, and this Lady Loki character, she's such a badass too. Like I love what she's doing, um, and I love that ending scene where she just sets all the timers off and she does it for all these different uh places in the universe so yeah like, she sent one to voromir which is where we find the soul stone in uh avengers endgame she sends one to ego which is the living planet which is uh peter cole's father uh she yeah. sends like all over the place and some like have like historical merit some of them don't and it's just like what are what is happening yeah like, what are you like what is going on and it was like pure chaos which is loki yeah and i love it and I, like this is opening to the doors of dr strange in the uh in the multiverse of madness and like i know that this is where it's heading but i just want to like there's so much mystery of like what's going on and marvel's just doing it really well um, for sure the production also, value is high oh yeah every like episode is like 18 to 20 million dollars yeah, it feels like a movie when I'm watching it. Like I'm so engaged to the show. It's 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 yeah. a really good watch. Yeah, and like granted, some of that money is going towards like these actors. Like Tom Hiddleston is rightfully yeah. so making some serious bank on this. And then to get a guy like <laughs> Owen Wilson, like you need to like to yeah, get yeah. him, you gotta like you you gotta you gotta throw a few dollars at him to make it worth his while for but, sure. And that dynamic uh, between Mobius and Loki is amazing. If we don't it, get an ending scene. Where Owen Wilson's <laughs> riding a jet ski, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I, it's a failed opportunity because that's funny. We need him on a jet ski. They super like have the buddy cop relationship going on, 
You know what I mean? And it's like fun to watch. It's a great interpretation by bringing the buddy cop feel to Marvel between two characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. But I like the way their relationships developing for sure into like a, a friendship of respect and caution on oh, both parts. Exactly. And then that whole scene with the salad where he's trying to explain to him, like, <laughs> like the other Loki's hiding in uh like a in an apocalypse because it doesn't matter what you do in apocalypse apocalypse is still happening so it doesn't yeah. fucking matter because everything's being destroyed so <laughs> i can do whatever i wanted and it doesn't make a difference because at the end of it all it's still being destroyed yeah and like that's just genius thinking and then that like that loki smile where uh he uh the lady loki when she's possessing that tva agent and that and then he does it right back. I, I love it. I just, there's a, I always love it when you see an actor that's playing a different character that then having to play another character. Like, just like the range that these people have to do because they're no longer yeah. playing this character. They're now playing Loki and they, they got to do that thing and they have that dynamic. And I love For sure. every bit of it. Yeah, it's um, damn good writing and it's damn good directing ultimately too. Like it's, it's solid. Yeah. Uh, favorite part though I gotta tell you is the beginning when they go to 1985 at the medieval fair uh, and that was pretty that, funny and that Bonnie Tyler song uh, I Need a Hero yeah when that song plays I just go nuts I love it when that plays <laughs> when that shows up That's in sweet. Shrek 2 it's one of the greatest scenes in the world to me That <laughs> it, it just that song playing and there's like action afoot it's perfect it's it's true perfect which kind of brings me to another thing i wanted to talk to you about today i'm not sure if we're done talking about loki because there's a lot to talk last thing i just want to say showing the pompeii part i fucking love that that was so cool and just to play on the timeline but yeah that's all i got that's all i got lead it it. but uh that bonnie tyler song also shows up in the masters of the universe revelation trailer and doesn't like get you jacked up you're a big masters of the universe guy like aren't you pumped for what's coming yeah i am like it's a weird thing for me. I got to be straight with you. I'm not a huge cartoon fan. I'm not a big into cartoons. I loved it when I was a kid. I collected all the action figures that I could get at garage sales and stuff like that. But it's been a long time since I've gotten into a cartoon as an adult being like, I know there's a huge fandom of adult fans of cartoons. I'm usually yeah. not one of them. I am. Gonna, yeah, I'm. we differ in that sense. <laughs> I am going to watch the fuck out of that series because it looks pretty good man like it looks cool i love the graphics like i'm in i'm gonna check that cartoon the animation is unreal doesn't um, it and then uh mark hamill coming in as skeletor yeah one of the greatest voice actors of our time like i mean like sure luke skywalker but like if you go through the list of like <laughs> what he's done with his voice like when i read like i read any comic book and it has the joker in it i'm hearing mark hamill's joker but he also did like That's the awesome. green goblin in spider in the 90s spider-man series like like his, his list he's is been around. yeah he's been around yeah. and he's just so good he's so good um there's one thing i didn't talk about in the loki series i want to just bring it back there for a quick second um aren't you like this nexus event stuff like it's just gonna blow up in everybody's face right we're gonna have like a like it's just it's just that's how it's gonna end with like one giant nexus event yeah I, I, was that a question sorry yeah it was my <laughs> question like i wanted you your take on this theory like they keep on bringing up nexus events and i feel like this is just how it's gonna end that's leading to a big 
Yeah. That and I don't think the timekeepers are real. Yeah, I've heard you suggest this before and it, there's a lot of weirdness there and it didn't feel like they're all knowing and as powerful and like like you said like they've never met them. You know yeah. what I mean? It seemed like and I don't know there's something weird going on there for sure. Yeah, I just and then he's talking to the when Owen Wilson's talking to the judge in that uh, he's in her office and he's pointing things out and he goes like you know I've never met these timekeepers and I'm like you're like a big fucking deal in the TVA no like I feel like you would have met them like yeah and then she says that the the timekeepers are so it's either that those statues are legitimately the timekeepers in her office yeah or or they're just gone or or they're evil there's something like there's either they're the bad guys or they're just like boy who cried wolf kind of thing or even still the tva is holding them hostage and using them so that they can use their powers to do what they do yeah maybe they're like the prisoners of the tva and that's why it's like they act like they're the revered ones but in reality they're like suppressing them so they can use their powers to go through time and do what they do yeah. i don't know yeah it, it there's so like i love these marvel series because it's like more of what i want and just loki is a great character and i'm i just i'm excited for next wednesday and to see where this where this show goes like because it's sure. literally endless at this point and i haven't been disappointed by our marvel show yet so no, i'm just excited yeah. also loki talking uh to bring back to your point of like pompeii when he goes like would you say we're from the future like are we in the future or i'm not sure <laughs> pretty futury like that when you see the characters start having fun like that i am losing it i just i've i'm laughing out loud at these scenes and it's just the arrogance of loki i thoroughly enjoy but the um just the level of like it just it's fun it's just yeah fun I'm, for sure i'm full on on board they take us on a good ride and it's going to be a fun ride for sure yeah I can't wait to see where this goes. So I watched the movie from my past that I, I loved, and it has uh, has one of my favorite actors in it, Van Helsing. Have you ever seen this movie? I feel like I might have, but it's been a long-ass time. Hugh Jackman playing Van yeah. Helsing. I vaguely recall I didn't really care for it all that much. Yeah, so I saw this when I was 14, so it was like a really fun movie for me then. But then like, there's yeah. these, these movie tropes that come in and you're just like every fucking movie they're doing shit like this like i like how whenever it's like the main character or one of the leads doesn't matter what stupid fucking stunt just happened to them they're just fine so uh kate beckinsale's character starts doing her uh, acrobatic stuff and then uh she swings in and then bashes her head against a tree and then slides down and like falls on a branch and uh and then lands on her feet and is ready for battle again and you're just like fucking what now <laughs> how are you not concussed how is like how are you fine how are you just fine <laughs> like That's i saw funny. you you went head first into that tree like that would screw anybody up it's like one of those things like it's, it's just like it's fine it moves the story along and whatever but it's like yeah. when a character goes into a bar and asks for a beer and the bartender doesn't go, yeah, no fucking duh. What do you want? Like, we, you think we just have one here? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, 
Like, have you ever tried to go to the bartender and be like, yeah, I'll have a beer? Cool. Um, yeah. Fucking which? Like, there's, there's like 400 options, asshole. You want to pick you? Yeah, it's funny when you see, like, there's a certain amount of, like, allowances that you give movies and that they, like, expect the fans to go along with just to make the story flow. But you're like, you, you can't say, like, a specific time or kind of beer just to, yeah. like, lend me a little bit of something. I don't know. I know what you're saying, though. That's annoying. Yeah. So I wanted to go through this list with you of like, like, if or not list, but I just wanted to ask you: Do you have like a favorite and least favorite like trope that's in movies? Like, always happens in movies, and you can kind of like, whatever. I kind of like it when this happens, or or do you have one where you just absolutely hate? You know, just like fuck every time. I uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, I don't know if I'd call them tropes, but like bad CGI from old movies. Looking back, that it's hard to like look at it because they were doing it for the sake of doing it. And it just looks like shit now. Mm-hmm. As far as favorites go, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I don't have anything prepared exactly to answer to that. Mm-hmm. But I, there is, there's ones that like I'll see and I'll think of. Like example, I love Wayne's World, as you know. And that movie, they just like constantly throw in stupid plugs for things. Yeah. And like I'll notice that in in a lot of movies when there's like pepsi sitting in the screen of the shot and oh the guy just happens to walk in a certain way where they really focus in on that bottle yeah, and like so, so yeah. adver- advertising for me is one when it's like oh you had to plug that in there did you i always yeah. seem to catch that whether it's on tv shows that are live or movies or whatever and i always Stanley's like dressed up in a fedex uniform yeah exactly they're just they're throwing it to there and you're like oh, okay uh-huh at least with wayne's world they were like enjoy this cup of pepsi would you like a dorito would you like a you know and they like made fun of that shit but it's one that they've been doing forever and it still happens all the time and that's one that like it kind of bugs me in a way but not like to the point where i'm like that's fucking stupid it just bugs me in the sense where i'm like oh okay clearly somebody put some money in on this project yeah for me it's always the the hero's always lucky than good you know what i mean like you can see it in uh like return of the jedi like it was lucky that luke finally got through to darth vader and be like no like i'm your son you should really be protecting your son here like i don't understand (laughs) and then when he's getting murdered by the emperor and then then it clues in like oh shit i should be helping my son like that (laughs) but like it's lucky like you never see like it happens in like superman movies where superman is never just good at the end of the movie just something happens and the fortuitous wheel just rolls his way and it's just like okay and he got lucky again or like like the the guy that just reaches for the gun just in the nick of time like like i don't know like i i guess it wouldn't make for a good movie if we saw like the hero just be good like just be yeah always at always ready. good yeah, yeah there always has to be that clinch moment of luck where things just go perfectly and everything yeah. works out yeah one other thing i want to comment on about the wayne's world thing too this is to our future sponsors i will sell myself so horribly for your product if you sponsor us (laughs) i will lie i will love it i will wear it i will put it on oh god would i do dirty things for that sponsorship oh my Mm. goodness (laughs) Uh, i do think we should probably do it like those wayne's world commercials definitely but, uh, but uh, that's to be talked about when they come knocking or <laughs> we go begging well one or one or the other yeah something like that yeah 
Oh, uh, well, here's hope. I got high hopes for us. I mean, we, we got a steady uh, viewership, and I'm hoping yeah. that chip challenge I'm going to do just ups us a whole lot and start gaining attention uh, over the waves. Just to, you only to need that some- one person to share it that's the right person, that it gets to the right people, and, you know, we're here. We're doing our thing. You come listen, and we'll be here still. Could you imagine we just get, like, one like huge celebrity just trips falls lands on our podcast and just loves our dynamic oh i would die i think that'd be the funniest thing in the world just like brad pitt one day he goes you know what i really dig this podcast it's just it's two cousins suiting the shit about pop culture and whatever uh, and getting to know each other as like family members man i just <laughs> unbelievable i tune in every better. week i can't miss it even better, we just happen to be watching like the Grammys or something like that. And he walks out, Brad Pitt walks out wearing a two sides of the story t shirt. That's the fucking dream right there. I'm like, what the fuck? Dream. What the fuck? Holy shit. What if it was a celebrity that you despise? <laughs> there aren't there aren't really celebrities I despise though. Like I, there just aren't. No, I mean either. Like, because like I'll be honest with me. I'll, I'll be honest with you, they do nothing to me. Like yeah. Oh, I didn't enjoy the thing you made. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, hold any harsh feelings for anyone. I will say this though: there are actors that like I kind of have a grudge against just because they consistently play dickheads to the point where I think you are just a dickhead. Yeah, me too. I it's hard not to, and that's like, yes, it's a testament to the writers. Yes, it's a testament to the actor and actresses. But boy boy like i just don't like them like examples you know cast what's yeah exactly exactly small examples like kai win from deep space nine i don't know if you're familiar because i know you're not too familiar with that series but she i just hate that lady another example is game of thrones the queen god she's just awful and you like and i've heard her talk i think i talked about that on the podcast the hate that she gets and it's it's funny that but it's like such a compliment but I've seen her in other things where she's a badass. Like she's a Lena badass Headley. in 300. Yeah. Uh, she's a badass in fighting with my family, that like wrestling movie that The Rock is in. Right. Uh, and, like she's like, like I, what I'm saying is that she has range. Yeah. Uh, and other, um, other actors just play dicks all the time. And then you just have to assume they're a dick. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but it's just this, uh, it's just this weird trope of just these, uh, these actors or actresses that just get this bad rap for no reason yeah which is tough <laughs> yeah or like the chick that plays umbridge or is it umbridge yeah in harry potter the the pink power suit wearing lady she she's in a few movies where she just plays oh bitch is and, it bad like that i've only seen one or two of the harry potter movies i mean if you're not a fan you're not a fan i liked them i liked the two movies i saw i've never read the books i liked them it's just it's a commitment like they're long movies and there's a lot of them yeah there's a lot of them but like they're all really good and even (laughs) the books are amazing like the books are so good like i only saw the movies first and then i got into a debate about one of the characters with uh, my friend Brittany. And then she's like, you don't have a leg to stand on. You haven't even read the books. I went, fuck. All right. You got a good point. So then I read them and I still had the same point. And I go, well, I've read the books. It's still the same thing I'm arguing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. 
I also read them to get to get to know her a little bit better because uh, she watched Buffy to get to know me. But it was still like, nice. it, was, it was both great and out of spite that I did that. But do you I, like the books more? Like, or did you prefer the movies now that like having started with the movies? You know what I mean? Um, I love the books so much more. Oh, nice. Did uh, you? It actually ruined the movies for me. Oh, really? Well, that's yeah, kind of funny how that goes. There's a lot of things that are just left out that are just epic scenes. And I'm not going to ruin it for you because I really want you to get in, like get into the Harry Potter universe because it's just yeah. like, clearly I'm a fan. Like that's a Harry Potter tattoo. Nice. Yeah, that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, but I, I, I love the books. I've like I've listened to them once. I've read them once. And then I've watched all the movies like I've pretty much consumed Harry Potter in all the ways you can. <laughs> and nice. all i want is just like more of it i think it would work really well as like an hbo series but like probably not on hbo just where you can go in depth and just get really into hogwarts and all that stuff yeah i really like it would be interesting all the history and all the darkness and all the magic and wizardry you'd almost need like an hbo level show to do that kind of a story justice in the way that we would want to watch it yeah and i just like oh, as much as I would love to see like a like a reboot as like a long told series, you get like a kid when he's young, and then you just do that whole story. Yeah. I also don't want to recast Alan Rank uh, Alan Rickman because yeah, that actor, fair. unbelievable, unbelievable actor. Yeah, I really like him too. But you should really you should really get into this. Like, start with the movies, then get into the books. Like, I have them all on my Audible. I'll give you my Audible account. You can just listen to them as you work or something. Take a yeah, long that'd be kind of cool. Like I listened to them all when I was going across Canada, and I was never bored. Yeah, that's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. I like the idea of like reading a fantasy book, right? Because it just paints like such a world for you through writing. Yeah, yeah. are like you a big that. reader? Not a huge reader. Like, I it has to be a book that really catches my interest pretty quick. I read a bit like a lot more when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, I just don't have the patience to sit down and read a book nor the time a lot of like, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I it's never been one of my passions. That's for sure. Yeah. Josh and Jen are both like huge readers and it kind of skipped with me where I'm like, eh. see, I became a bigger reader like later in life. And then I think that's what I needed to be. Cause I tried to read the Harry Potter books as a kid. And my mom yeah. bought all of them. She was very adamant. And then she read them all. And she's just like, I don't understand why you don't read these books. You'll love them. And I just wasn't a big reader as a kid. But then, like, yeah, when I was an adult, I'm like, all right, time to give these fuckers a shot. And <laughs> I, I was hooked after the first one. I was like, all right, this was actually awesome. I, I think I read the first one in like a week and a bit. And then I just went down that um, went down that ton of rabbit hole of Harry rabbit Potter. Hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I really, I think, I think the same thing will happen to you because you and I like vibe on like the same kind of level of like, like pop culture and all that stuff. And For like, sure. I think like get the first one, read it, and then get back to me, and then you'll be like, you know what, Thomas, you may have been on to something here. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a chance at some point for sure. Yeah. And what's cool about the books is like as like as the books got older, so did the themes. Yeah, that makes sense. So they they were designed for you to read at eleven, and then grow into as a older teenager and stuff. Like they get <laughs> bigger, cool. more convoluted, more uh, like there's more like darkness to it and all that stuff that 
kids can like kind of hold on to and get into in the kind of way it's it's yeah. very interesting i like the idea like i've done this to myself with certain things like i mentioned with doctor who i like to save a few things you know what yeah. i mean so saving like a harry potter franchise you know i'll get to it which yeah. i'm going to do eventually here but it's nice to know that there's still these like awesome things that I get to discover out there, like with Star Trek or, and, or Star Wars. I've seen it all. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. up to date. So it's cool to know that there is other things out there that I am going to get to discover that is high, like high quality that people love. Yeah. Speaking of epic franchises, uh, we're, we're in the week of the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Are you a big Indiana Jones guy? I definitely grew up on Indiana Jones. We yeah. talked about the whip in a previous episode. Like that was obviously the inspiration for my love of the whip yeah. <laughs> and fear and respect. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely uh, a great series like Harrison Ford, man. He's a, he's a boss, like yeah. holding his own in star Wars and then a trilogy. And then the Indiana Jones trilogy, which became a quartet eventually. And it's going to be a, whatever the five version of quartet is <laughs> he's working on the fifth one right now and yeah 80 years old awesome. indiana jones is just gonna mumble through going marion i like the idea of him like taking sean connery's like kind of situation in life from the movie from the original movies that, yeah. like, that's awesome too because he's now like much older than Sean Connery was when he was playing Indiana Jones's dad. When so he was playing Indiana Jones's dad, they were like eleven years apart. Like yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was hilarious. And that's like, funny. I, I love it when like movies do that. But yeah, it, yeah. and I I have been watching uh, the Last Crusade recently, and that's one of my favorite Indiana Jones movies. Not that like you get the epic actors of the combination of Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, but then like Nazis, I hate these guys. Yeah. Like or yeah no ticket and then everyone hands their tickets to the blimp like and so they many do, good ones and they do such it, a good it, job of making it to the times sorry isn't it that movie where like you have the guy jump out and he's doing like the big fancy sword movements and indiana jones just pulls out the, his gun and shoots him wasn't it's that in Ra- that's in raiders that raiders, I that okay scene. yeah that's, that's a, one of the like greatest scenes scene. of like in like cinema history it's just like <laughs> he's like fuck you <laughs> he yeah. shoots them but then they do Harrison guys... Ford too. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like he might have had something to do with that line. Oh, probably. I'd have to do some research. And yeah. uh, they do that scene again in Temple of Doom, but in that, but in that time, he doesn't have the gun on him. Yeah, like he, he's lost the gun, and he goes, <laughs> he just gives him that Harrison Ford smile and runs off. Yeah, which is so good. Um, to go back to Raiders, uh, like, who would you watch Raiders first? like with was that like a your dad was like sean let me let me show you something yeah 100 percent. there used to be like i'm i'm not sure if we would have rented it when it first came out mm-hmm. but i know that i saw it like early on in its releases and you know having older siblings too josh was probably like oh my god i need to see indiana jones and so i was like right there with it yeah yeah i remember it was like a thing my dad was like son you're going to learn something today. But I had like, already seen Star Wars. So like I was all like anything Harrison Ford did was a, immediately a good movie because he yeah. was in it. Right. For sure. So we go with that. And then we just and then I was just hooked from there, like just the adventure of it all. And then like the face melting scene was just something like 
<laughs> like something that always stuck with me. I don't know if like I was scared of it at first, but you're just like, what the hell is going on? What? It's just one of those like crazy adventure movies that just stuck with me my whole life. Yeah, same with me. I like certain things about it too. Like as a collector, when I find something that's extremely rare or very, very cool, I have like a battle in my head that's like, you should sell it, Sean. You should sell it and reap all the profits. And then I hear like Indiana Jones's voice in the back of my head. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> what I love, kinda... I, I, like that scene, I was watching that scene the other day and it's the, it belongs in a museum. Like it's just his, like what he feels things should be. And he's just yeah. like, no, no, no. It's not finders, keepers, losers, sweepers. You found something historic and it belongs in a museum. It's just him yeah. go like forcing his will on people who find treasures. He's the like ultimate archaeologist. Like I'd love to see a, a statistic on how many archaeologists they're practice practicing today were inspired by Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then uh, they realize that like it's not all that luxurious, and there's usually not people chasing you trying to kill you, and you're pretty much just like sitting in a desert or <laughs> digging, just yeah. digging. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> and we were like really, like, really close to not having Harrison Ford as uh Indiana Jones. You know that he wasn't originally casted. Really? Who was? Do you know? Tom Selleck. Okay. He could have pulled it off. Yeah, Tom Selleck. I like. There's footage on like uh, if you look at the special features on Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's him in the costume and all that. But because Crazy. he was doing a what was that eighty show he did? Um, Hawaii Five. No, not Hawaii Five O. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't. It's well, on. Tip- what was what was that show? Oh my god, this is gonna bother <laughs> Magnum the PI. Magnum, Magnum PI because he was doing yeah. Magnum PI. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't get, like release him to do that. Okay, so. Uh, so they end up George going to his old buddy going, listen, Harrison, Tom can't do this. Uh, you want to huh. do it? And just boom. Pretty much exactly how Star Wars went to. Like, he just gets all this shit thrown at him. Well, well yeah, because he was just a carpenter on that set. Yeah, exactly. That's and so he cool. just And they were like, we need someone to read lines. Can you just help us out for a second, Harrison? And he goes yeah. like, yeah, sure. And he goes, all right. Um, so you're the best Han Solo we've seen yet. And you're not trying. So... <laughs> You want to be here? You want to be Han Solo? He goes, all right, cool. Yeah. And like his career takes off from there. And like to this day, anything that he releases, I usually give it a watch. Like recently he did Into the Wild, I believe it was called. With Yeah, a, that dog movie. was that Yeah, good? it was really good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I watched it. It was a good movie. Nice. I'm, I'm stoked for like the next Indiana Jones movie. Like I know I'll make fun of like 80-year-old Indiana Jones. I have no idea what it's going to be about. And I don't want to read anything about it. I'm actually really excited. Um, I didn't mind Crystal Skull. It was okay. I didn't yeah, hate I, it. It wasn't like, like the worst piece of shit I ever watched or anything. No, but I was it, just, in a world where both Jesus Christ and uh, and Shiva are both real to a certain extent, why not aliens? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Like, I get. I think that was like the big thing that everyone was kind of upset about because it wasn't like a bad movie. I don't think. Like, no. I think it just didn't follow along on the religious adventures of Indiana Jones. But like, yeah. there are some people that think some religions are based out of like aliens coming to Earth, like for like, sure, Scientology, but gods like, from above. Yeah, gods from above, kind of thing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. One of uh, the like 
things I think that they should do. Sorry, they should release Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones into the theaters at the same time, so we can have like an '80s redo and go to the theater and see like a double feature of the two new movies that were originally in the '80s era. That'd well, some sick. some theaters do that. Like, uh, like you got those smaller theaters in Edmonton, like at the Princess Theater on White Ave, and then you got yeah. the Garno Theater on what? What is that? A hundred and seventh. Yeah, something like that. Or like a hundred and eleventh Street, or whatever it is. But uh, the Garneau, if you pay attention, they do stuff like that. I love the Garneau Theater in Edmonton. That's where yeah. I saw like the Room, the Tommy Wiseau movie. Every mm-hmm. the first Friday of every month. They show that movie and people go and watch it and like they'll give you a big bag of plastic spoons and you throw spoons at certain scenes. You're yelling shit the whole time, making fun of the movie. It is so much fun. Hmm. I actually went to see that with a complete stranger in Edmonton. I was just having beers at the bar. And a buddy calls me up and goes, hey, I'm going to this. And the guy like I was just shooting the shit with this random guy at, at the bar and uh, buddy was like hey they're doing the the room it's this friday like it's today do you want to go and i'm like yeah sure and i'm like hey man i'm gonna go do this movie thing with a buddy of mine do you want to come and i tagged that guy tagged along and i never saw this guy again huh. that's funny <laughs> i didn't get his name i didn't get like hey man like it was like add me on facebook you got my name like let's go nuts but it was just it like i never saw that fucking dude again it's the way life works sometimes right it was so much fun like it was like it's a that theater is something I recommend doing. Like once like things get back to normal, it opens up. Check out their website, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it's the first Friday of every month. People watch the room. I think you and Crystal would have a ball, or yeah. you and Kieran would have a ball. Whoever you want to take on a date that night, and it's super <laughs> cheap and it's wonderful. That'd be interesting for sure. Yeah. One thing I want to bring back to uh, Indiana Jones is you ever notice that in Disney's Chippendale. One's kind of dressed like Indiana Jones, and the other one's kind of dressed like Magnum PI. Yeah, everything is because Magnum PI was supposed to be Indiana Jones, and they're just like the best adventurers of the 80s. Could very well be. I could see them pulling from that. I think it was all about that, right? The action heroes. Yeah. They were like action heroes, but non action heroes too. Yeah. Because you also had like obviously all the others, like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) it's hard to name them like bruce willis and die hard like john mcclain is the top like 80s hero or uh van damme yeah van damme seagal all those guys kurt russell yeah Yeah. there's so many to choose from it was a good era (laughs) 80s action movies are the best i think there's like a good chunk of 80s movies that i missed and i think you should just give me a list of like strictly 80s yeah strictly 80s movies that i probably because there's some some obscure ones that i've seen like i've seen um i've seen uh big trouble in little china and yeah movies like that and i have a blast doing it nice yeah i could probably recommend some good ones i'll save that for uh an upcoming episode i'll do another rapid fire movie question with you only 80s action movies that you may or may not have seen sounds like fun that excites me I have yeah, sorry, the dogs see another dog and they're losing their minds right now. Sorry, you don't really that. hear it too much. It's all oh, good. That's good. That's good. I'm it's another sure guest my, for the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure my, <laughs> my, my, my mic's picking it up for everybody else. <laughs> Fun times. So now that we're getting to the point where I'm thinking it might be a good time to ask you the question of the day. You up for that? Lay it on me, buddy. So mine, it's kind of a funny question that I have a story about too. And I just want to know if you've had an experience with this in life or not. Have you ever, uh, 
experienced mezcal tequila and eaten the worm? No, I haven't. Really? No, I haven't. I do you like tequila? Uh, some yeah, I'll do like there's like sipping tequilas I'll do, or a buddy, my buddy Big Toe Mo will uh bust out some like fancy tequila that you can just sip on. Or I did work, I did work for a guy in uh in Edmonton while work. I dog sit for him, and he brought me back this yeah. like tequila moonshine, and that was just okay. like a nice thing to like sip on and all that. So yeah. Well- Fair enough. It's not my go-to. So, I don't like doing shots of tequila and all that, but I'll, I'll I'll have a sipping tequila every now and then. So as you mostly know, I'm a whiskey drinker. I've that's my drink. You know, it's usually my go-to. Usually drink Gibson's twelve year olds. If you guys want to sponsor us, give us a call. I'd love to sell myself to you. But anyways, <laughs> I like shots of tequila too. So I'll be drinking hard whiskey and we just do pure shots of tequila. I like it on ice. I like to drink that stuff. So years ago. I was still living with Kieran at the time while we were living together. Um, We got a bottle of Dirty Mezcal. I call it Dirty Mezcal because I have only drinking it once. And that was the time. So we got the bottle. Josh was over, my older brother. We decided to drink the entire bottle. And at the end, we were going to cut the worm into three pieces and eat it together. So coupled on this, the whiskey was just for shoot, or sorry, the tequila was just for shooting and so we'd already been working on a 40 ounce or a whiskey all night. Jesus so Christ. it was probably two in the morning. I want to say there was a third of the bottle left. I was done. I was like, guys, I'm not going to make it. And they're like, oh, well, you got to stay up for me. Eat the fucking word. Like, I, I can't do it. I'm done. But, and so I made the compromise. They're like, hey, you go power nap for an hour. We're going to drink the rest of the tequila, the two of us. And then we'll come get you for the last shot and the worm. So I'm, I'm done. Like we were drinking all night. I went and laid in my bed. I zonked out completely. All of a sudden I wake up. Kieran's got my right arm pulling me out of the bed. And Josh has got my right leg pulling me out of the bed. <laughs> I'm not an, I've talked about this before. I'm not a morning person. It was not no. morning. It was still middle of the night. So I started fighting back. I grabbed my brother and threw him into an arm bar. And was so then Kieran was trying to pry Josh's arm away from me because I got very violent very quickly. And they were like, oh, Sean's spicy. We, <laughs> we got to really fight him. So I fought them out of my bedroom. And I'm like holding the door shut while they're trying to push back into my room. All of a sudden... I I grab a bottle of, I think it was iced tea. There was maybe like a quarter of the bottle left and I grab it like in my arm, ready to bash them. If they try to come back in my room, I'm like basically a caveman at this point, all of a sudden behind me, I hear my window opening. Kieran was climbing into my window while Josh tried to burst into my bedroom door to get me up for this shot. So without thinking, I turn and whip the iced tea bottle at Kieran. And like, so the, the window, I should say this first, the window is a good like eight foot climb. Jesus. Like you, he had to, he dragged a table over and was standing on the table and pulling himself up into the window. So I threw it and the bottle perfectly spun so that the bottle cap hit him in the eye. And so, <laughs> so as it releases from my hand, I kind of come to and realize, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done this. It hit Kieran in the eye. He fell out of the window, landed on top of the table that he used to climb up. He was cut underneath his eye and above his eye. 
So we go out. I like go out. I'm like, Josh, I hurt Kieran. Like, we got to go fucking check on him now. I sobered up enough that I could do this. So Kieran sprawled out on the table outside. Like, what the fuck, man? Why'd you throw a bottle at me in the fucking eye? Like, you're trying to climb my window. Like, I wasn't thinking. So we dust off. We go back inside. We pour the shot. It has a cut up worm in every single shot glass. I take my shot like a man. I made a mistake. I should have just swallowed it, but drunk Sean decided it would be a good idea to chew the worm while all of the tequila was still in my mouth. So I start feeling sick. I can't swallow it. I can't spit it out. So I finally, I man up and I, I grip my teeth and I swallow it. The second I swallow it, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm going to be sick. So I ran as fast as I could to our bathroom got into the bathroom, started on the very far left side of the bathroom and projectile vomited all the way in direction to the toilet bowl. So it was like horrific whiskey and tequila vomit all over the fucking bathroom. Josh and Kieran are completely useless to me because they finished the bottle. So I'm sitting here cleaning it up. This is, I'm guessing, 4.30 in the morning. I finally clean up all the puke. I come back out. I'm sober enough now that I can have another drink. We had a party till like nine in the morning. Jesus Christ. Kieran had family photos the next day. So he's kept going, keeps going on. Like, My mom's going to kill you. You fucking, he gave me a black eye for the photos. <laughs> and those family photos, he still has a ring of the bottle around his fucking eye. Fuck. So I haven't drinking mezcal since because it was one of those nights. Yeah. Where's your question of the day? My question was just, have you had mezcal? That is a bullshit question. That is a bullshit. That is a cop out. That is the conversation. That is not the question of the day. The question of the day is something you deep dive on. You you just gave yourself 10 minutes of a monologue just to be like, so I, I, have you felt this way too? <laughs> well, usually like when you ask someone else if they've had mezcal, usually there's a good story. I thought you might have something in the fucking backlog waiting for me there. So let me transition to this then. Okay. Would you rather, this will be my new question of the day, because apparently that wasn't a question of the day. (laughs) Would you rather go on an extensive camping trip for a week where you have all your buddies, all the supplies you'd love to have, or would you rather go to an all-inclusive with all your buddies and all the supplies you'd want to have? Where do you fall on the spectrum? All-inclusive pampermint or out in the woods having a fucking good time? Just curious. I have follow-up questions. One, when we're camping, is it just like us in the woods and like we we got everything we need or is it like a cottage kind of feel? Like what are, what is it? I think that it's... It's not like a lot, right? It's not like one of those like you come camping here's a little lot you guys can hang out here and then just no i'm talking like the ideal camping trip like that was the best fucking camping trip that week whatever Mm -hmm. that means to you whether it's in a cabin or whether it's in a tent sleeping Mm. it's kind of open to interpretation whether you want to be part of the great outdoors or part of a hotel getting pampered i guess i'm going to take the hotel but not for the reasons why you think i will I like the idea of mixing it up with like my buddies, but also like there are going to be a whole bunch of other people at this resort. And I feel yeah. like we'll be able to mix it up with them. Um, I don't want to do all the cooking for a week. Like I do that at home. Yep. So if like, we're going to taste sure. it up and then like, 
I don't know. There's room for an adventure when it comes to like a resort stuff. Like you want to go see some shit. You want to go golfing. You want to do like you want to go yeah. like swim with the dolphins or something like that. Like yeah. you, you can. So I guess that's where I lean on. Not to say like I love camping, yeah. but like by the end of camping, I can't wait to be done with camping. And then Fair taking down a tent is a fucking miserable time and <laughs> just it never goes back in the bag you wanted to and <laughs> like i just let's just if the other options like a hotel and i don't have to worry about shit i love just not worrying about shit i love it when it's yeah. just a load off my mind and i can just do whatever i want it's fair enough yeah that's kind of where i land on it makes sense to me Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to get into these recommendations of the day, uh, I finished uh, that Bob Dylan album. Um, yeah. I'm Sarah Changing. Brilliant. How'd you feel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really, I thought it was really good. Um, not my favorite Bob Dylan album. I stand by, uh, I stand by, uh, was it Mud on the, Blood on the Tracks as my favorite? Yeah. Fair enough. That's what's great about him. Like I said, he's open yeah. to interpretation and different yeah. albums speak to different people. So, but to be that being said, great album. The other recommendation you had was uh, have me reach out to somebody I haven't seen in a while, or spoken to in a while, and uh, happy to announce that I will be getting breakfast with my buddy Mike tomorrow. So, I reached out to a buddy and hey, Mike, I hadn't seen him since I think well before I left for Edmonton. And then he just shot the shit over Instagram chat. And I was just like, fuck, I haven't seen you in a minute. You doing all right? He's like, I'm doing good. Like, you want to get breakfast on Saturday? He's like, let's do it. So I'm seeing him tomorrow. Awesome. Breakfast. It was kind of a flaky one. Like, that is the way you operate. You you have to ask this quite a bit. (laughs) You know what, though? Like, joke, if you will, about it being flaky. I like connecting with people, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, it's easy for life to get out of hand where you let people fall by the wayside and it's, it's happened to me in life. And I, you know, I, I always try to reach back to those people to reel them back in, but it, it life's busy, you know, especially people have kids. We're in our thirties, like people have lives, people have wives. It's hard to always keep track of everyone. And sometimes you let diamonds slip away from you. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my point to it, because part of the podcast is literally you and me connecting and getting to know each other. Yeah. And I just thought it might be fun for you like, to open that door up for you to connect with someone that you might have lost a little bit of a connection with. And no, it was actually a really decent thing to recommend to do, because now I'm seeing a buddy and we're going to have breakfast and shoot the shit and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, for sure. We let life slip away sometimes and it's important to give people a throwback sometimes and be like, you know what? I was just thinking about you, man. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to doing that and uh, I'll let you know how it goes uh, afterwards. Sounds good. Take a picture of your breakfast and post it on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll be, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be one of those fucking guys. I'll take a picture of me and Mike while we're at the bar. Eh, I don't want to fucking see Mike. He's a great guy. A great guy. I'm just joking. <laughs> Mike's a Mike's an old time legend. Nice. Go, Mike's are way, usually pretty solid. Yeah, I go way back with him. Like my dad had this. Uh, he started this like summer hockey team, um, and uh, he was on it. And we just became friends during that. I was number forty seven. He was number forty six. We were D partners, and we just like kind of grew up together. I think we we're nine years old. The name of the team was the Harfangs. 
pretty sure nice. I still have the jersey somewhere hanging up. Like, obviously, it doesn't fit me, but there was a beautiful, like, purple jersey. They were legit. I really like, they were like a good jersey. Awesome. Well, it sounds like uh, my recommendation wasn't so flaky after all, if it brought back up such nice memories for you and helped you reconnect with such a nice lad. Well, you know, when I do all the heavy lifting, it turns out pretty good. <laughs> when you're when you're elite like I am, you can make anything just amazing. I'll say this, at least I didn't <laughs> ask you to fucking design a piece of furniture or anything fucking weird like that. <laughs> Shots at your sister on the podcast. That's not, that's undeserved. Undeserved. Speaking of sisters, though, I want to do a quick shout out. Uh, Michelle and David moved into their first home this week. Oh wow! Congratulations, they a house. guys. They bought a house and they they moved in yesterday. And wow, I'm I'm super proud of them. I'm super happy for them. And yeah, yeah. So my Good sister and her fiance David, my brother in law, uh, just fucking started started a brand new chapter in their lives together as of yesterday so good for them yeah that's amazing yeah i'm really i'm really happy for them i don't know where it is but it's in the alberta edmonton region nice ish and uh yeah it should be a good time wicked it's nice to have another sides putting roots in in edmonton yeah there you go now that the pandemic's over i want to reach out to michelle and see if she wants to get dinner sometime or whatever yeah do it yeah she's busy as hell she like she does two jobs and stuff like that but i'm sure she'll find a day for you and uh crystal and you guys can do the old double date yeah definitely yeah cool cool man so i guess like you're recommending something this time now that we talked about my flaky recommendation from last week yeah it would be my turn well you were saying before like edmonton's opening up right actually today it was announced all further health restrictions will be lifted july 1st that's awesome that's i cannot wait just in time for canada day you know tear things up yes sir fireworks by parliament and stuff just have a time i'm gonna be actually it's crystal's birthday june 30th yeah so i might not even be in edmonton to enjoy the opening you're gonna drive to banff again Nah, I think I'll I think I'll skip Banff <laughs> this time. Fuck me. <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to do something like based on like a thing you can actually do. Um, it just all depends on what you're willing to do. Um, that sounds dirty. Because like, uh, yeah. Well, a thing I used to do in my in my youth is uh, I used to compete in canoe kayak. Now, I'm not telling you to compete, but you can rent uh, canoes and kayaks down by uh, down in Edmonton by the uh what's it called the the valley yeah so i think it would be a nice thing for you and crystal to do as a date to just rent a canoe and just take a little paddle from one part into the other and then you have a nice little saturday that sounds like a very interesting recommendation i will say this yeah it's a, a like it's a thing i'm assuming you haven't done this before I have, yeah. yeah. I kayak all the time, at least uh, seven times a week, usually. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, I also... have kayaked and I have canoed, and it's a good yeah. time. Yeah. I actually um, have had issues with water off and on my whole life in the sense that I didn't know how to swim until I was like 34 years old and then finally learned. So not like I love the water, I love being in the water, but it was one of those things that I just didn't, hadn't learned that skill yet. Yeah. Edmonton isn't known for its like lakes and rivers other than there's the fact that there's a river in the city, but it's dirty as hell, so, but it, it it's cool. 
so wear a life jacket um yes sir <laughs> <laughs> go with that wear a life jacket but um no it's my recommendation it's just i think it's always fun to get on the water and do that it's something like it's a thing i used to do when i was in edmonton i i, I didn't do it often but I would rent a kayak and it's like a couple of, like you'll spend a little bit of money doing this, but it's something it's, it's nice. And I love the river Valley in Edmonton. It was my favorite part of the city just to, to see it. And like, it didn't matter whether at the bottom or the top of it It is just, it's my favorite part of Edmonton. So that's my recommendation is, uh, well, I guess you got to wait a little bit to do this one. And so so in typical Sean fashion, you won't report right away. Thanks for uh, uh, giving me a little bit of time on that one. I know it's, I'm getting better at doing my homework. Yeah. Honestly. I, I booty, just think, yeah. Honestly, I just booty. think it would be really fun. Uh, get on the water and just just live life. And uh, I think it, it, there's a peaceful to us. And it would give you great insight to what marriage life is going to be like because there's nothing more difficult than sharing a kayak with somebody. <laughs> fucking paddle, please. It's not just me doing this. Can you help? That's funny. I like it. No, it's a good recommend. I like the idea. Like, I'm so excited that it's summertime now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're locked indoors so much in Edmonton. So yeah. having another reason to get out there and do something exciting, like, that's what I like about our recommends is, you yeah. know, would I have thought to do that on my own? Probably not. No. So, but will it be something that I'll probably enjoy the hell out of? Yes, it will. So that's a good one. Let me ask you this. Now that things are opening up and there's some big movies coming out, there's some big movies that are out like now. How do you feel about going to a movie theater again? Honestly, I'd be okay with it. I'm yeah. not too freaked out about it. I, I've tried to attend movies often. There's a lot better theaters opening up, like Landmark Cinemas, possibly a future sponsor. Um, they have very, very nice theaters. I like sitting them. I, it's more like a going on a, a real date to a movie because they have Lazy Boy couches, and there's mm-hmm. like a little tray in between you can lift up, so you're little, literally sitting on a two-seater couch together while you watch the movie. Yeah. So it's okay. a nice way of doing it. So I wouldn't mind going back to that. It, it takes a, a lot for me to go to the theater because like big movies, you know, I don't I wouldn't go to just like a simple laughing comedy movie necessarily go out of my way to see it. But I do have in the bank a bunch of gift cards that I couldn't use for the last two years because of COVID. So I got it. I have an excuse to go to the movies right off the bat. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Like with like black widow being like around the corner, like I've been waiting for this movie for like a little while. And of course, they kill off Black Widow, and then all of a sudden, she gets her own uh, <laughs> her own film, whatever. But um, I'm really stoked, so and I think I'm getting like more and more comfortable with the idea of going to uh, a movie theater now. So for sure, well, well, and then it'll be like a cool thing we can do. Like Sean and Tom went to the movies. Like we'll probably see them separately, but to be able to give our take on like a a brand new launch would be pretty pretty dope. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know that I would like go to black widow personally would you yeah okay i'm yeah, not saying know. anything against black widow I i'm am, just saying no, I it's love not that. one of it's not one of the ones on my list where i'm like i can't fucking wait for this movie to come out why haven't this movie come out yet what the fuck is that marvel hasn't done anything bad yet why would i go up uh, black widow's getting her own flick might snooze on this one yeah <laughs> I'm super stoked. Uh, they're going to deep dive into some other stuff. Apparently Tony Stark is showing up in this film for like a cameo appearance. Like there's a whole bunch of like things that I 
that I want to see in this. And like, there's no, like every Marvel story is a puzzle piece. Like there's like an important puzzle piece to the next thing they're doing. Yeah. So like this movie has purpose. And like, and and it was meant to be seen in theaters. And I, I think I'll, like, I think I would be willing to see it in theaters. Interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, it's just nice to like, have the option to do things like this again to be honest i like you you're ahead of us and you're like being able to go to restaurants and stuff like that in montreal so i haven't had the opportunity to even do that yet but i'm looking forward to it you know you always approach situations like this a little bit cautiously because you haven't done it in forever you know what i mean but once i get out there and start to be able to do these things like I can't wait, Thomas. Like so, so when the whistle blows and you're allowed to co- go outside and play again, what's the first place you're going to? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like I haven't thought about this. E- like even just a simple like going out for breakfast. There's a really nice place, uh, Haps, that we yeah. go to here in Edmonton. It's a quaint yeah. little restaurant. It's only open for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I love their eggs Benedict. I would just like to go and eat some eggs benny and just sit in a restaurant like i know that's not too illustrious but it's oh, just what no. i feel like doing you know no, i just no. want to by all means like do whatever you want i was just like wondering if like there was like a sean and crystal hot spot like this is your joint this is your regular place and you haven't been able to go in forever well we we kind of had that because our very first date we went to red robins together and about two years ago they decided to completely close down the chain which was probably a good call given that they did it before the pandemic was ever a thing so they probably cut their losses and picked a good time unlike a lot of restaurants who got really screwed by this whole situation yeah but yeah our our place our like go-to in that sense is closed it's gone the other place elephant elephant and castle that was on white ave we had a couple early memories there. Like the night after we went out drinking, there was the first night. And I asked her, like I asked her to be my girlfriend that night. Mm-hmm. So it's like the places that a couple of the places that were big like that have been shut down. Yeah. The one big thing that I can't wait to do now that things are opening up and we're going to have the option, I can't wait to go to Canmore. Cause that's where I actually asked her to marry me. As I told you in the engagement story, we're going to go, we're going to get a hotel in Canmore one night and we're just going to relax down there in the mountains and go to the path where we got engaged and, you know, take a few selfies where we got engaged. All happy. She's actually happy. Exactly. All (laughs) happy ones this time. I was going to say, maybe even go back to the restaurant where we went out for dinner afterwards. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's one of the things that I feel like I've been itching to do that. And with like life stressful, you know what I mean? And I, you don't realize how, much this shit's affected you when you take away all of the little things that you look forward to how things kind of build up like I always look forward to the weekends going to see friends going camping going out for dinners having all of that like stripped away for such a long time like it's been hard and so there's a little things like that where I I can't wait to do it dude I can't wait to go yeah like uh, my whole thing is like I'm trying to make this like the best summer I've ever had so like I'm doing like a lot of outdoor stuff Nice. I mean, like I got this podcast that kind of keeps me indoor from time to time, but I, whatever, yeah. like I love doing it. Um, but like uh, I'm trying to like I've gone fishing a few times. I've gone out. Uh, I've had a few like uh, stints at the bar a few times. I'm trying to do more outdoor t- activities. So um, my my buddy Marty likes to put his daughter in the stroller and then he'll ride around on rollerblades. I have rollerblades that I've been meaning to use like 
Like nice. I go with him and just do that. I got a bike. I want to start biking more places. Um, I want to get, you know, that game, like the, like the mini trampoline spike ball, where you just hit the ball and it's like two V two with this little mini trampoline and you're just kind of hitting the ball back and you're trying to get, get it away from the other team. Yeah. I want to get one of those and play um, a buddy of mine just got a smoker. So I want to like, you know, chip in and get like a big like brisket and have like a big smoker barbecue party. Sweet. Just like a like just do big, bigger things with people yeah. I fucking love and I haven't got to spend much time with because of this silly pandemic. How good will that be, man? Like I can't wait to have host a party. I love hosting parties and Crystal's like the ultimate party host. Yeah. I just cannot wait to just be with friends laughing and joking and like more than five of you in one place at one time. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be the best. It's gonna be the yeah. best because it's we're gonna treat it like because I was here last summer and I like we didn't get to do much. Like yeah, everything everything was just like, ah, are you sure you want to be doing? <laughs> are you sure you think going out? Yeah, seeing somebody. Are you sure you want to be doing that? Yeah. For sure. I want to wash that mentality. And I hope that people like that have been in lockdown, you know, like try to be forgiving of yourselves, people out there, like go have fun, be safe. Yeah. But do go have fun. You know, like it's, it's going to be hard. Like there's a lot of people who are shut-ins and now this pandemic has created a lot more people that there's going to be a lot of fear about getting back out there. And it's like, just be kind to yourself, like get out there, enjoy life. Don't forget that you get one trip on this planet. As far as we know, make it a damn good one and this summer let it be the summer of great times yeah no for sure no you're that's really well said yeah it's fun june is a crazy month for me and there's a bunch of birthdays and i've told you about this a little bit we kind of did a few shout outs there for birthdays yeah i have two three major ones left only which is nice we got kieran on the 21st we got his son xavier on the 28th and finally crystal on the 30th so i'm starting to wind down here so happy birthday, Kieran and Xavier. And if we don't uh, record another episode before then, my sweet, sweet Crystal. <laughs> we'll probably record another episode before then. But yeah, Crystal yeah. is going to get double the attention. And then somehow... yeah, she gets like the full birthday week treatment, right? She yeah. caps off July or June and then into July. Like yeah. literally, I have one more birthday for the rest of summer and then everything's done. It's crazy. Yeah. And then somehow Kieran is going to make it all about himself because Hey, I got the one shout out. Chris is going to get two. What is this? You just got him a second one, though, right there. Kind of. It's two in one episode. Oh, yeah. We always have a good time celebrating each other's birthdays. And it's. And I thoroughly enjoy making fun of Kieran on this podcast, as we (laughs) said. That's funny. And uh, on that note, I think we should probably wrap up today's episode. Perfect. Um, So, that being said, uh, this has been Two Sides of the Story. I'm Tom Sines, and that has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and that's been another story. Live long and prosper, everyone. Have a good week, everybody. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod 
That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.